hey, yo, it's, hi, my name is mom. Did that's that, how you talk on Yeah, here? did that sound good? I haven't listened to the last couple episodes. I didn't know well, the it's, vernacular. It's been a minute since I've really been on the podcast, so I've been trying out some new- Oh, yeah, people say hello. Oh. Yeah, you forgot the word. That's too formal. Hey, yo. <laughs> we are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom. A podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Hey guys, it's Corey. This is my husband, Ty. He's a professional at this, so... I don't want the pressure. No. <laughs> used to be. Former. Retired. You are? Then what do you do up here every day, all day? What? No, well, not totally retired, but I don't do the thing that I used to do. Where it was okay. like a lot in the morning, hours and hours of talking. Just now supposed it's to like be... music, talking between it. I expect you to be funny on the spot. Oh, I will be. Don't worry. So we've been talking about mental health for the past couple of weeks. If you listened to last week's episode, we talked a lot about what Kayla's been going through. If you listened to the episode where I talked about Teddy's birth story, we talked about baby blues. That was our baby sneezing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Have you been listening to the podcast, Ty? Yeah, well, I listened to the birth story and then I just talked to Kayla as a person. So we figured we'd continue the talk about mental health, and the impetus for this conversation I'm having with my husband right now— Impetus? Hey, what? yo, how are those in the same podcast? <laughs> hey, yo, impetus. I, I have an eclectic vocabulary. Oh, my. All right, here we go. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> well, we had a conversation this weekend that made me think we should talk about this, and I should talk to you about this. Do you know what conversation I'm talking about? Um, yes. Oh, yeah, I do. I, for a second there, I thought you were talking about the vasectomy, but you're talking about something else? We can talk about that, too, if you no, want okay. to. <laughs> you are sitting on my lap for the first time in a while. Yeah, I'm trying to be gentle with the lap area. But thanks for putting—there's a frozen pack of peas in your back pocket? Yeah. Great. We'll be fine. <laughs> we got this under control. So we had a conversation this weekend. Ty asked me if I was okay. And why did you ask me if I was okay? Oh, you were just—I could tell you weren't. You were lying to me when you said, no, yeah, I'm good, I'm fine. Yeah, and I'll preface this by saying, I believe that Ty and I have a really healthy communication. I think you'd agree. Hey, yo, we do. We talk all the time. <laughs> that sounded so good. Well, thank you. You're doing so great. Communicating. Yeah, I we talk, you. we're really good about, uh, and me probably more than you, you were probably always as great as you are, but I was never, I never trusted anybody enough to talk to them about things like I talk to you. I think I'm the same way. I think I'm. you allow me to be able to openly communicate with you. You don't get defensive. Um, we don't really get passive-aggressive with each other. Yeah, there's no ego. Like, I'm, I'm willing to be a little bit more vulnerable with you and show weaknesses because I know that you're smart and you'll help me solve problems. And I feel like I can say anything to you, and I can even tell you that I know what I'm saying isn't rational or real. Or even I, real words. <laughs> or even real words. And I know that you'll listen and be patient with me. So I'm saying that because I feel like... Even under the best of circumstances, in a relationship with a supportive partner where you have good communication, you can still get derailed by postpartum hormones, tiredness, the overall – how over if, is overwhelmingness a word? Yeah, sure. I used a real word there? No, no. But, I mean, we all get it. It's really just about communicating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and baby blues and postpartum depression, even postpartum anxiety have become a part of a conversation. But just the, the emotions of motherhood in general aren't talked about as much. And I feel like I'm pretty good and then I can turn on a dime. And so I, I would love to talk to you about what that's like from the 
other side. I know what I feel like. I know that the other day I felt off and then I told you why. And I also told you that I knew that it wasn't true. Um, because you told me that you thought that I didn't want to spend time with you anymore. Yeah. You. Yeah. I was telling myself this story in my head, as happens with a lot of new parents or parents to new babies. We haven't gotten to spend a lot of time with each other. We have three of these little cuties running around now. It was spring break last week, so that was a big part of it. There were kids everywhere all the time, and one of them's tiny, and you're usually, you're kind of like Teddy's mom, and I'm the boy's dad right now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's the true. default right now, because I can't yeah. feed Teddy. Although I can, she falls asleep on me in a heartbeat, but um, but we split. So a lot of the time, especially when everybody's in the house, we have to like follow whatever path those kids are on, and Teddy's kind of you know usually chilling with you, and then the boys are going 100 miles an hour a different direction. I have to chase them. Yeah. And that means that Away we from you. that means that we're ships in the night mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. We're ships in the day. Yep. <laughs> I'm just coining all kinds of new words and terms. I know, I like it. <laughs> and I feel so, like you're nervous around me. Like, do you remember me? I love you. I know. Already. See, like I'm like sitting date. on your lap and it is like a first date. Um Ships in the night's not a real friend. I'm not gonna okay. there's no divorce in that. You saying weird stuff. That's good. Sure. Jeez, I'm glad just we to clarify. I'm glad, <laughs> glad we clarified that. This is like the time I told you. That we were exclusively dating when you thought we'd had that conversation. No, we had had that conversation. Corey on our, yeah, it was once I had moved to New York and you and I had always thought like, okay, when I move from Los Angeles to New York, it's over. And then um, we talked about it and we were like, no, we want to keep dating. And at some point you kind of admitted that you loved peanut butter and you liked (laughs) me more than peanut butter. So obviously you loved me. Hence I love you. And then we had the conversation that like, well, let's, let's just be boyfriend, girlfriend. And then I was traveling back and forth over the weekends or you would come out and see me every couple of weeks. And you were like, I just want to say I'd rather see just you every other weekend than see somebody else all the time. And I was like that. Yeah, we I know. Like we te- we did that. We te- I know you signed off on that. That's what we're doing. Right. But I just meant that you were worth it. Thanks. <laughs> Still, <laughs> it was really just an update. It's like you have to renew the contract. <laughs> I was worth it. I was worth it when you signed on. Still worth it? Well, that's a good example of how when we met and started dating, I was just utterly confident. What are the biggest changes you saw in me during pregnancy and and postpartum with our first baby? Yeah, the first one, when we had Radley, you came home and you, and first of all, I never really like knew what kind of mom you'd be. And you were emotionally very connected to Radley, hyper protective. We were also in New York City for, and you just moved there. Um, So... I kind of understood that, but then I was like watching and I would see that you were sadish sometimes or like I just kind of had a, sus- a suspicion that there was like baby blues for sure, maybe postpartum uh, depression. I just didn't know. I didn't know where that line was and I kind of tried to look into it and I just kept an eye on you, I guess, just to make sure you were good and like try to go do fun stuff to keep, you know, happy things going on all the time. But I really didn't know where the line was. And how long did that last, do you think? few months probably yeah oh, I think remember? I I think I had postpartum anxiety in hindsight mm-hmm. I think I did um, maybe if it was postpartum depression it was very mild it wasn't debilitating in any way I was taking care of myself taking care of our baby but the way I think I described it then was that the baby was tethered to my soul so <laughs> I would do things that probably to you seemed ridiculous like if our if our baby fussed in the back seat I would cry in the front seat yes. if I couldn't get to him yes I literal would, tears immediately the second yeah. he's crying. Well, I didn't think it was like way past any line or I would have said something to you. But I did. You didn't know. But I did think to myself, OK, when do I need to say something? And I just we, luckily we didn't get to that point. 
What was that like being on the other side of it? Did you feel like my personality changed? Like I was this different person who could just be sent over the edge easily? That Not your personality. That's your, weird. Your emotional shifts were a little bit stronger than ever before. I barely cried before yeah. that. Corey's a really tough, you're a tough person and you don't, like you don't let emotion beat your logic most of the time. But that that was the first time I was kind of seeing you not have control over the logical side and being able to take a turn when you needed to, to just feel comfortable or something. You know, you would like, it seemed like you didn't even feel like you had control of it sometimes. Yeah, which is frustrating. Like you were aware. Yeah. I'm wondering, because as I went through this third pregnancy and said all the same things that you said I said before, all of the same insecurities at the changes in my body, all of the same hormonal roller coaster of emotions. And I kept telling you, I feel like it's different this time. I feel like it's different this time. And you kept reassuring me it was exactly the same as every time before. Mm, that's true. Yeah, you, you, it's down to like when you start going like, oh, I'm just my pants don't fit already. It was this is way earlier than the last times. I'm like, this is literally the exact same words you said every time at exactly the same week. It would be like, oh, my pants. I'm like, just put on your maternity pants. Because every time you do that, you go, oh, that feels so much better. I feel like myself again. It's like, just admit you want to wear maternity pants. And then uh, other stuff like that, just the milestone things. But afterward, wait, what was the question? Did you have a question? Yeah, I was I was asking you um, if it really did seem exactly the same, despite my emotional state making it seem like it was totally different and way worse and... And, oh, no, and everything was like, exaggerated. No, all the emotional state was the same, too. I, I think you didn't realize that either. It's like I just saw the same story play out in the same timeline as always. The same insecurities, <laughs> the same, like, frustrations, <laughs> the same, like, you'd start to tear up over things at the same point. And you were thinking it was way different. And I was like, this is all down to the fact that you think it's different. It's all, <laughs> it's all the same. From your perspective, is there something that you would say to dads out there getting ready to have babies or 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 if they're having their second or third i mean i feel like you already said something really important which is that you just right you just keep an eye out mm -hmm. like make sure we're okay i always think it's good to have information so and you're the same way so maybe other people operate differently and for me it was nice to do a little research and just sort of know okay here's what the actual differences are between different kinds of uh kind of that chemical shift and the hormonal shift and then where does depression actually become the case and what do you do if you see these things all that stuff just to have the information at my fingertips made me go okay at least i'm aware of the right stuff i'm watching for the right things and i know what to do if i see certain things and what are the things that you've seen that you've done or i've done myself that have made the biggest difference in in my emotional health um i think probably this is objective i guess but probably just talking to you when i see something just asking you about yeah. it, and then you ball at me about it. <laughs> and then I cry immediately. Yeah, and you're like, I'm fine. You do that. Actually, you lie. You lie first, and I'm like, why, did you, why even waste your time doing that anymore? There's three kids that we have to deal with all the time. Cut, like, cut to the chase. But then you'll, uh, yeah, then you kind of, like, tell me what it really is, and I think you feel good that then you know that I know. And yeah, I always feel better afterwards, yeah. even though I hate that I cry, because I've never thought of myself as being a huge crier. You're not. And I've become increasingly cryy. Oh, okay. There we go. Make it up. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm making stuff dictionary. up right in, like, right in front of your face. Corey'sWords.com. I think that, that the communication thing, that's one big deal. And then obviously listening to what you were saying. So um, it's frustrating. This, this year has been really tough because we're trying to figure out how to get a break here and there. And we really have one person outside of your 
parents that has babysat our kids, like an actual— That we trust. Yeah, babysitter or nanny, and uh, she's not available much. So, like, I reached out to her last weekend after we talked, and you were like, I just want to do something, just us, and she wasn't available. So I'm like, okay. Uh, so well, then I have to, like, ask again, but then it feels awkward. Like, you just got rejected by a girl who told you she wasn't available <laughs> that night to go on a date. And I'm like, am I supposed to take a hint or just not, or, like, just keep asking? So It's awkward. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what brought us to the conversation I mentioned earlier, which is that you called me as I was walking out the door to go get my nails done for the second time in a year and asked me if I was okay. And when someone asks you if you're okay when you're trying to hold it together, it's like someone giving you a hug. When you're trying to hold it together. I don't know if guys are the same way, but then that just puts you over the edge. You're not. <laughs> yeah, Adrian, John, right? and I hug a lot. Cry to each other. <laughs> I know, I know. Girls are weird anyway. But but once you ask me, and then I wanted to tell you that I was okay because I was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I I felt like I was getting out the door and trying to go, go do something for myself for my mental health. Mm-hmm. But then you asking me, I was like, well, dang it. I want to be honest with him. And so what I told you is that the story in my head was telling me that you didn't care enough about spending time with me outside of the kids because you'll try to point out, well, we all sat together and watched a movie or we all ate dinner together tonight, which are feats in our house right now. And But the movie thing counts for me. Like that's something I like to do that makes me feel like we're together. Yep. Whereas it doesn't feel the same way to you. Well, I just really value the time that we get to spend one-on-one because you're very good at listening to what I'm saying while three little voices are talking to you or you're returning an email or whatever that may be. I'm not good at that. I literally cannot hear what you're saying if I'm returning a text message. And so to me, if I'm talking to you while you're distracted, it's just not the same. So I like to go, you know. Oh, my gosh. Teddy's hitting the flowers. (gasps) Oh, she did it. She's in a little bouncer. and She's doing she, it. She did it twice in a row. Oh, sweet baby. She can use her She's hands. She's growing up so fast. Right before our podcast. <laughs> uh, but I like going to dinner for that reason. And and also I'm more of a foodie. And we haven't been able to go out to eat dinner in ages. And so those little things that I miss because of the pandemic that are now the isolation is exacerbated because of having a new baby. All of that had kind of built up. We'd had the kids home all week during spring break. And I end up with this cycle in my head of of appreciation at these healthy kids and the life we have and then guilt at feeling like I just want to get away for a minute. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the loop that happens in my head. And so then something something little while I'm I'm 6 weeks postpartum, I'm past baby blues, but I'm nursing which causes, you know, hormones to be different and also research shows that women's brains literally change after childbirth for up to 2 years so mommy brain's a real thing you- I, oh, I know i can't remember what we were saying yesterday when you had to tell me about mommy brain yeah but it was something ridiculous oh it was you saying well it's been a year and a few months since last may and i was like what <laughs> like it's march counting is hard <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 10 I, months <laughs> and well that's where see i lost some of my gray matter that works towards math and words and i put it towards connecting with our baby so that's interesting. Sure. When Radley was a kid, you, at some point I was like, well, on our first birthday, or on his first birthday, well, he, could, he could probably, you know, do blah, blah, blah. And you were like, well, but then he'll be, what size will be? He'll be in like two T's. I said he'll something. be nine months old then. Be, something. Yeah, it made no sense. I, said, I somehow insinuated that I was sure he'd be nine months old on his first birthday. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So thank you for putting up with that. I'm also wondering if you go through... 
emotional changes after having a baby. Aside from, I know you you bond with our babies, but I feel like it's a huge shift, especially first time kid. And third kid seems like a big shift, bigger shift than two. Mm-hmm. So what is it like for you emotionally? Because I don't really feel like you are allowed to say anything. Like, God forbid you say you're tired or you're emotional right after a woman's had a baby. Like, you're just not allowed to say that, right? Right. But what but I'm but I'm aware of that too. So like I know that when I get tired and I think about the things that maybe are frustrating, it's not like I'm like, well, Corey's not able to help out right now. Like you, I know what you're doing, so I'm not, I'm like, okay, well, we're tired, or okay, well, I'm gonna get up. Like we all know, I like to sleep in if I can because I got up at three fifteen every weekday for years, and then switched to a schedule where all of a sudden I could sleep in. I'd way rather do that, but. I try to get up with the kids every day. I try to put them to bed each night because you've got this baby that is like your obligation. I mean, obviously we love her and she's... It is a lot though. It is a lot to feel like, uh, you know, the the weight of motherhood is that, especially if you're nursing a new baby, you just... Well, exactly that. Yeah. You're getting up in the middle of the night yeah. when she beckons because I can't yeah. do anything. And it was like too early to give her a bottle, at, you know, the early weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I told you to to sleep after that those first couple of weeks when you were getting up with me to change diapers I'm the one who said you, <laughs> yeah, you there's no point because I have to get up and feed this baby anyway so like, I'm with there's you. no point and you were and it felt really good to have that and then I was like this is so silly and I started binge watching something mm-hmm. to distract me and and then that was fine and now you are more rested to get up with our boys um and and I feel like, does it feel like I'm getting a little, this weekend made me suspect that I actually am emotionally stable. But overall, does it feel like once we got past, I know you could feel the very distinct two yeah, weeks like three where I was. weeks ago, yeah. there was a huge shift. Yeah. And then I think the, I think the other stuff is just an accumulation of everything from the year. I think everybody feels yeah, that. I feel that true. a little bit. Like for me, it's not necessarily that I don't feel like we get to go out and do anything because I usually just sit in a studio and then when I get to see you, that feels like a date kind of to me. Um, and just seeing you at night now, like that feels like a date to me because I used to have to go to bed at 8, 8 o'clock when the kids went to bed and you were up still. So all those things are special. But for me, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm just uh, making all the points before I say it. what I really miss and what I oh, want to no. do what so bad. Say? I just want to go snowboarding so bad. I don't feel like myself. I feel like I, yeah. I, like, I use this analogy to everybody. I'm like, I, I'm basically just say, all right, I love you at the end of every conversation because the only people I see are people that I do love and I've grown up that way so like with our kids I love you Corey I love you my parents I love you like accidentally almost at the end of some of the web meetings that I have on video calls <laughs> I'll almost be like all right I love you guys <laughs> which I think Aww. would go okay but uh but I need so- I need to like just uh hit something or fall yeah. or do something that's not like whatever the best yeah, things in life. You need to do something that makes you feel like you. And I think yeah. I sometimes need to do things that make me feel like me outside of just being a parent, even though that's my favorite thing that I am. Right. So I definitely understand that feeling because I think I just feel this really hormonal version of that. And that's where I'm getting. That's I guess that's what I'm saying. I feel like I'm almost turning into that hormonal version of that. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I just want to be a dad. I love being a dad. It's my favorite thing. These, yeah. this is, these are my favorite people. But... Where's the part where I'm not just like a sap all the time? Yeah. I've had a, I know, a lot I of appreciating to... things. I need a break. Yeah, I know. We used to be so cool and like not even need each other. We were like, I don't need you. I just want you. And that's still true, but I also think I need you too. You cried on the way to get your nails done. I know. I don't think you would have yeah. done that back in LA. 
That's definitely true. I'm way less <laughs> You cool just than... left me and you're just crying on your way to get your nails done? It doesn't seem like you. All right. Well, we, we can establish that I am no longer cool. I also noticed you painted your nails um, sparkly tear blue. Oh, my Black tear gosh. Blue. You know what? That's, that's kind of tragic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And actually what happened is my very intuitive manicurist, it might have been the like red eyes that I tried to put on just glasses. And then I was like, well, this is dumb because they're fogging up because of the mask. There's just... It's lose-lose. So I took the glasses off, and she asked me if I wanted something to drink. I said water, and she said, what? you don't have the baby with you. Why don't I ha- get you a glass of wine? It's like, that sounds like a great idea. She said, what color do you want your nails to be? I said, almost black. And she told me that it was spring, that I needed a happy color, so that if I was going to go dark, it at least had to have sparkles. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was probably a good choice. Brilliant on her part. Even though now we know they look like tears. Just looks like glinting tears. <laughs> Memory of glinting tears. <laughs> I do love you. And this is like a little just shout out to um, the dads or partners that are going through living with somebody who is going through any kind of hormonal shift, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, I, I believe we deserve a shout out, but you deserve a shout out for doing what you're doing. Well, I feel like I'm I'm um, faking it most of the time. And sometimes people will tell me like, Oh, you're such a super mom, or like you're really doing it all. And I'm like, if they only knew. Yep. <laughs> Check her TikTok. Freaking ab thing. God. Oh my gosh. It wasn't just the strength that impressed me, it was the choreography. I would have gotten lost after the first thing. I'm going to make you do some dances with me. Uh-huh. You're going to love it. Well, I hope you love Keep me. Keep an eye out for Ty's TikTok moves. You've Ty's got some moves. TikToks. Ty's tragic TikToks. You have some moves. I have video proof of that. Had. I think I'll pull a muscle probably. <laughs> Even in a 15-second video, I'll be able to pull it off. I'll pull a muscle in that 15-second window. You're going to do great. Um, well, this was mostly just to say that I appreciate you and to the partners out there who... What's your favorite thing about me, though? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things. I love how you have let me be exactly who I am. And you are patient about that. Oh, that <laughs> just sounds like I'm lazy. No. Oh, my gosh. Your favorite thing that's about me is that it. I'm asleep and you get to do no, what you want to do. Oh, my gosh. That's not at all. No. I know. I want like, I, a really good compliment from me, though. <laughs> yes. I love you. You should be who you are. I chose you because you're you. I think that everything about you that I adore and think is perfect and I think vice versa. See, you can't even name anything because it's Wait. quarantine. It's boring. I become so boring. I love you. All right. I love you. Did you have like something really good on the tip of your tongue? For what? For me? Yeah. Blue eyes, really funny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say about me. Oh, for you? <laughs> well, I just said for me. Oh, yeah. About you? Oh, this? my gosh. I thought that here's the thing is that I am very, very sappy about my love for you. In fact, I have apologized to people who uh, follow me on social media because I'm such a nerd about you. Obviously, like, your blue eyes, your dimples, you're incredibly handsome, you're hilarious. You are smart at things that no one is smart at in addition to being very witty and just good at normal conversation. And then you can also be super good at like physics. And you're teaching our kid these things that I have no idea what you're talking about. There you go. Okay, edit, jump edit to that. Okay, there's so many more things, but I think I take for granted the fact that I write you so, I write you the longest cards in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. So then- Remember when we first started dating and you'd ask me what I like you we would talk and you'd say, Well, that's completely redundant. So I still have that stuck in my head, so I try to be original. Yeah, I say you but, don't have to tell me you love me. Just give me an update if you don't. Yeah, exactly. So so then I just It you all know, stems from that conversation that we 
had earlier in the podcast right. about let you know something's up. Well, no, yeah, just like you re. <laughs> Hi, I love you a little less than yesterday. Just so you know, yeah, I think it's good to know. <laughs> uh, that's never gonna happen. I truly love you more all the time, and I didn't even know you as a dad. And see, here's the thing: if I start talking too much about this, you know what's gonna happen, right? Oh God, pull it together. I will start. I'm gonna start crying right now. This is your <laughs> fault because I love you so much, and you're the best dad. See, here it is. Really I can't lucky. control my emotions. I'm super lucky. And I didn't even know you as a dad when we met. And I didn't know if I would ever know you as a dad. We had this little surprise that came into our life, um, our first baby. And you're like the best dad ever and the best partner ever. And now I'm like losing my cool. Mm-hmm. That's not there anymore. And it's all your fault. Oh, boy. <laughs> we need a manicurist. Have, Pick like, a great a happy color. <laughs> Yellow, yellow with sparkles. All right, I'm making you an appointment. Okay, I love you. Is that the end? I guess so. This is how you end podcasts? I don't know how else to end. Bye, yo. I'm crying. Bye, yo. Well, I guess this is a perfect example of postpartum emotions in action. No, you're just like this now. Sorry. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Your name is Mom.